Dom, I'm going to share with you the future of entertainment. Okay. Now, you and I are both uh, entrepreneuring, uh, that's not a word, but young men. Entrepreneurists. Yeah, entrepreneurists. It's my my favorite (laughs) indie band, the Entrepreneurists. Uh, I I, I cannot stress in how much uh, everything we try to do, I think, is create uh, entertainment, make people laugh. Yes. uh, You know, uh, tell stories on a lot of stuff. uh, Talk about stories, yada, yada, yada. Yes, yes. My dream, I would say, for my career is to be able to make a really great animated series with a, a narrative that you care about and uh, it moves people. I am here to tell you that those dreams and anything you might have shared similar to that are dead because what? the future of children's entertainment is here. And I am going to send you a link to it right now. And uh, uh, anyone okay. who wants to look this up, uh, it's called, it's a genre of entertainment called uh, Spider-Man and Elsa videos. Okay, all right. I'm going to go ahead and bring this up. So as you pull it up, I'll describe it for, this is an audio podcast. It is a a wonderful world of YouTube videos made by multiple people, some in Russia, some in looks like Alabama, some just in a black void of a desert, where uh, humans who should know better, adults, dress up in bad Spider-Man and Elsa costumes and pretend to be like a couple that are married And then other badly costume characters. And this is not professional cosplay. This is like what you got at the costume store and just put on your body. Oh, my God. I'm watching it right now. As as, uh, public domain music just plays over what would make Laurel and Hardy type videos seem incredibly deep and intense. Like, oh, l- no, this is awful. And like, I can see why kids watch. <laughs> like, it's just no dialogue. It's just people mugging to the camera. We're like, oh, hey, a guy with a horrifying plastic Hulk mask comes in with a soccer ball. And he sees a snake. Oh, no, there's a snake on the ground. And then the Hulk freaks out. And then he runs out of the door into Spider-Man. And Spider-Man falls down into a pie. Like, it's just that type of video for 10 oh, minutes well, long. Oh, okay, Chad. You spoiled the video I'm for sorry. me. Because I'm watching it. And the, the snake to prank Hulk was just introduced. <laughs> and now that whole thing. Oh, Spider-Man got spooked. Oh, he's spooked. Like, he can't believe it. I cannot stress how much you need to look up all of these videos, there are hundreds of them. Oh, the hundreds. one the one I'm looking at, which was posted April 18th of this month, mm-hmm. that was, we are recording on the 25th because sadly we recorded this episode and it got lost. Yeah, this is the second uh, sadly of a it got episode. Lost. Not sadly we recorded this episode, but <laughs> sadly it got lost. This, is, this video is a week old. It has six... 0.5 million views. Oh. And I, as I said that, uh, Spider-Woman, maybe? Yeah, it's just, it's just a, sp- a, a girl a snake s- on Elsa, which she just showed Elsa, and she got s- scared by it. This is the worst thing in the world. No, I hate this. And I'm trying to explain it to you. Like, you think, like, oh, this is probably... You're not understanding listening to this how bad this is. Imagine your parents, like, did a weird sex thing where they put on costumes of characters that have no reason to be together... And then they just shot a video in one take with whatever props they have around. Like, oh, uh, hey, here's a fake burger. I guess we could do five minutes where Spider-Man makes a burger for Elsa and then they fall down. Here's the thing. Each of these videos, millions of views. I am not exaggerating. And then I did some research. This genre, again, this is a genre now because multiple people are making this. This genre seems to be getting... Roughly 500 to 600 million views a month. Oh, my God, dude. I'm, I see the one. <laughs> Spider-Man and Frozen Elsa versus Joker with Pink Spider-Girl, Anna, and Batman superhero fun in in real life. And then a smiley face emoticon. 91 million views. Holy shit. The one underneath that has 280 million views. These oh, are wait, no. Oh, oh. Two, no, I'm sorry. That's 280,000. Uh, let me tell you about this one. Uh, this is my favorite. Spider-Man, Frozen Elsa, and Pink Spider-Girl with Doctor, Spider-Baby is sick. Superheroes in real life. And now I want to point out that that, that Spider-Baby is just a guy in a Miles Morales Spider-Man outfit. But no uh, one seems to be acknowledging that that's Miles Morales. That's just another suit they got online. I uh, like that there there is a, a character called... <laughs> 
Pink Spider Girl. <laughs> Pink Spider Girl. Her first name is Pink. When do you think Pink Spider Girl is going to show up in the MCU? The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, soon. Boy. Very I ho- soon. I hope. If it makes money, Disney's going to go, fucking hey, we should get on this Pink Spider Girl shit. Because <laughs> from what I can tell is Pink Spider Girl, she's mostly attacked by phallic snakes and is pregnant. That's what I'm saying to you right now is uh, the ultrasound of Pink Spider Girl and spoilers inside her stomach is the Joker. No. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Why is this the thing? This has 35 million views. I, I, I know that there's nothing inappropriate happening in these videos. This feels like porn. Right? Yeah, it feels it feels like porn the way it's produced. Also, almost I would say seventy five percent of the shots are blown out. You can't see anything <laughs> but the dumb characters in their awful outfits that they bought at the freaking party city or something. Like, like honestly, it, it, if at one point Spider Girl just started blowing up, inflating, I would not be that surprised. Uh, if uh, if if my children were watching this, I would cancel the internet. <laughs> I would call up the internet and say, I don't want it anymore. Turn it off. I gotta I gotta have a child be an actual person. Wait, can we talk more about the Marvel Cinematic Universe version of Pink Spider Girl? Just like, would it be, you know, the Infinity Gems are mostly assembled by Thanos, right? Yeah. And and there's only one left, the time gem, theoretically the most powerful of them all, I would say. Uh and there and in Guardians of the Galaxy three, right? At this point now there's like twenty characters. In Guardians of the Galaxy three coming out in twenty twenty two, they're like, we need to go to the time gem, we need to go to the pink crystal castle, and there is Pink Spider Girl, the most powerful character in the MCU, the most powerful character in the MCU, dude. Pink, oh, oh my God, that's Pink (laughs) Spider Girl, Pink Spider Girl, and all she does to fight is get pregnant. She gets pregnant and has a, a spider child. Uh, I want to point out right now, Pink Spider Girl, in one of the videos I'm watching, uh, she's now had her baby, even though they showed the baby was the Joker. For some reason, now it's just a normal baby. Oh, well, God. Well, these videos do this thing where they fade to black and then they fade <laughs> up on just some other shit that's going on. They really just like, shut out whatever. The first video, uh, all the snake, the great snake gags were happening. Oh, God. And then it faded oh, up on oh, just a cat. Oh, Pink Spider Girl is nursing right now. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. This is your children are watching this. Forty million people have watched Pink Spider Girl pregnant nursing. She's eating pickles. She's eating so, pickles. I guess because so, she's so, pregnant. So remember when you were a kid and you were like, "Gosh, I watched this one show one time. It was like Kangaroo. Like <laughs> was it? Well, it wasn't Kangaroo. It was, Ka- it was Captain it was Kangaroo. Like, it was like koala bears, and they like played tennis, and it was like I don't. God, it was this. on Nick Junior in the morning. I don't know. Yeah, it was like this. It was like this show. Oh, you mean where, Kangaroo Court, which is a weird double entendre of kangaroos that play tennis, but also it was a kangaroo court. Oh, oh this system. is koala. I said wrong. I said wrong. Not kangaroos, koala. Koala oh, bears. I'm so Do you sorry. remember this koala bear show that you played on Nick Jr.? I'm pretty sure it was like some kind of anime that they <laughs> overdubbed. Anyway, that's what I watched as a kid. And it's one of the shows that I watched as a kid. But w- the memories that these children will have will be like. Do you guys remember like the Marvel movie where <laughs> Pink Spider Girl had Joker's baby? <laughs> remember like a bunch of kids talking about like, no, that's definitely a movie. I remember no, seeing it. No, that happened. That's a scene in something. Spider Man throws a snake on the Hulk, and the Hulk <laughs> gets scared and he runs out. Here's here's the worst part. I've I've clicked through this. I went down this dark web. Uh, this really feels like illegal to watch. Uh, mostly all adults. Every once in a while, a real child will be in these, like dressed like a tiny Elsa. It feels illegal. It feels illegal <laughs> to have these children in these videos. Well, like, it probably is. I mean, they're making money off them. They're probably reporting this yeah, money to the government, a, they and they're a, probably not paying these children. They need uh, an onset or, tutor. Or filling out proper uh, 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 child labor forms, or giving them their <laughs> their required uh, three hours of school each day. You need a th- onset tutor to at least tutor these kids for three three hours at least, and also uh, the tutor will be dressed like the Green Goblin. Uh, yes, he will. <laughs> he will be dressed like the Green Goblin. If you don't do this, guys, you know what's going to happen. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have an accident <laughs> on set. <laughs> do you know where I went? Do you know where I went? I don't know where you went, but I'll just tell you right now. Uh, Spider Man's head turned into poop for no reason, <laughs> and now there's a giant poop mask. And I don't know why. I, I, I honestly think this is uh, avant-garde uh, uh, cinema. 
Like, right now, Spider-Man's talking to a spider-baby, which is a stuffed animal. Poophead. Giant poophead. Uh, uh, I, ha- I have news for everyone. Yes, this is the Goosebuds podcast, yeah, but welcome, guess what, guys? Welcome to Spider-Man and Elsa podcast. This is this is scarier. This is scarier <laughs> than any Goosebumps book. The, this is true. Uh, but Don makes a great point. Welcome to Goosebuds. If, welcome, everyone. Once again to Goosebuds. Uh, so we explained last time we recorded, but we'll have to explain it to, again now. What's that? Uh, Paul stubbed his toe real bad. Oh, and, and died. And, he, and now he's in bed for a week. Oh, in bed for a real week. Uh, also dead. Also dead. Also dead. It's a, it was a real serious toe stubbing. Uh, his ghost lingers with us and uh, will be over the recording. Maybe you'll hear the faint scratching of, of a Paul, you know, reaching yeah, through we, the wires. I don't know how haunted this recording will get, but it's going to get a little haunted. I think he ruined our first recording. I think I think he Paul, did. Yeah, he sabotaged it. No one will talk about children's books without me. He said. And then he went into the wires, uh, like Ghost Dad. No, oh, it was like that movie, uh, Shocker. What, which one's Shocker? That sounds inappropriate. Uh, it's a Wes Craven movie, I think. Ooh. And uh, he, a man is electrocuted uh, at the electric chair. He's executed, and uh, something happens where he can travel through electricity and like come through TVs and stuff like that. Oh, cool. So not not at all like uh, Ernest goes to jail where he's electrocuted and gets elect- lightning powers. A little bit different. A little like that, honestly. But a little different. <laughs> and then he robs also, the bank. Also, his outfit, it's like an orange um, prison uniform, but then it has like black and white like checkered flag going across it like i don't know why that was like a thing that they (laughs) thought any kind of real prison uniform would actually have on it but they put it on there uh also i will just say just that description scarier than the book we read for this episode yes uh and we read the unknown classic that i think everyone recognized but i had no memory of piano lessons can't be murder they can be murdered, ladies and gentlemen. It, 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 this is the first thing to bring about. I, I don't know what that title is. Right? So, as we know, R.L. Stein, uh, he does not write these books. <laughs> he merely comes up with the titles, and then they are ghostwritten, correct? I, I think what he does is he has like a giant uh, Wheel of Fortune type device in his, in his lair, and it has just words. And he'll create, he'll keep spinning it until he gets a bit of a, a mad lib of titles. I think Piano Lessons, Murder were the two that came up. And he's like, yeah, sure, I can string that together. And Piano Lessons Can Be Murder was the title he sent out. Because it's not even really a thing people say. No, it's never been, a, it's never, <laughs> like, well, it's a phrase that you could put for anything. Anything. Like, you could say, oh, traffic was murder today. Ah, uh, ah, uh, feed my dogs murder. Like, it, this is it's the most generic of titles in many ways. Yes. Uh, does- and uh, R.L. Stein came up with this on a, a Sunday afternoon in the park somewhere. <laughs> and uh, some uh, lucky uh, young aspiring writer, uh, well, I would say writer, not aspiring. He's working, or she. Yeah. And uh, they, they gave it their best crack. And I got to say, they did as much as they could with this title. They, they did. And by that, I, I think they made a, I guess there's a good narrative here. But it also hits, like, all genres of horror, I think. Like, this, in many ways, this is uh, a grab bag of ideas. Yes, it's a, it's a lot going into this. And perhaps, maybe, they overcompensated for the lackluster title that yeah, they were Yeah, given. you know what it was? This guy was like, or guy or girl, excuse me, very sexist of me to assume it was a guy writer. Uh, but it was in the 90s. Uh, goes, I, I, man, I got, I got the piano lessons one. Okay, well, we're just going to go all out. And, okay, yeah, piano lessons that are scary. Uh, we're going to have ghosts. We're going to have robots. We're going to have haunted hands. We're going to get... Haunted hands. Got to have haunted hands. That's on the cover. <laughs> we're going to go... I'm going to throw everything in there. I bet there was another chapter where just, like, undead Nazis came out. I honestly... <laughs> I would not have been surprised on the twists and turns of this book. Uh Maybe we should paint a little bit of a picture. Tom, if you would mind taking the lead on the first part. So this is a book um, that uh, I think is actually, in terms of a Goosebumps book, uh, sets up and pays off pretty well. And we start out with uh, our our hero, which I have to refer to uh, uh, a, a Wikipedia page for it. Oh, our good friend Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've forgotten this because it's... 
it, it while while it is a pretty well paced book, it's a little forgettable because yeah. not not that well. Some things happen. Let's go ahead and yeah, talk about it right now. Say, Jerry, Jerry moves into Jerome, a new home, Jerome, a new if home. you will. Yeah, and the first thing he does, the very first thing he does, is he's setting up <laughs> a shitty kid thing, and he's and he's scaring his parents. Right? Oh God, these, these I, did you ever scare your parents so much as these kids did? No, I would be beaten. <laughs> My parents hate being scared, and th- it just gets the anger out of them. No, uh, <laughs> no, but no, really, I would never even think. To I would do never this to think my to scare my parents. Uh, but uh, uh, he moves into a new house. He's gonna scare his parents. What he does is he takes a couple of dust mites and uh, shapes them into mice, and then screams about mice being in the home. And his father comes in, and like he's like, "Oh my gosh." I gotta get rid of these mice, and and it's like so incredibly lame, and like that's how the book opens. It's, it's like it's, it's not even scary as much as no. just like a mean prank to pull. Because if you're an adult and you hear there's mice, you're like, ah, oh, shit, I'm not scared, but I guess I gotta go get traps. I gotta invest in, a, in an exterminator, and I, I have enough work trying to take care of this family, keep them alive. Now I gotta take care of these mice, and then your son goes, ah, there's no mice. It's not a good joke. Not not not. It's not it's not funny. <laughs> Um, we, we gain nothing from it because that, that, that would at least set up a boy who cries wolf, right? But that, that isn't a device used in this. This, this continues, uh, uh, where our, our hero, Jerry, is exploring the the home and he finds a piano up in the attic. Dun, dun, dun. And why is it there? I don't know. I would, I would bet a lot of money that you could get no piano in any attic because oh, yeah. I, I can't think of a set of stairs leading up to an attic that a piano could fit up. And, and if you could, that piano gets sold, right? Like in the move. Not, I mean, sure, maybe they looked past it. Maybe the movers just missed it. But that seems like a thing that goes out pretty quickly in, a, in an estate sale. Well, <sighs> there's no reason for that piano to be up in the attic. <laughs> That piano even be, could be under a sheet in the living room, and they could be like, wait, what's this? We don't remember this when we were right. buying the house. You're right. And then it's like, oh, my God, a piano. That'd actually be but more like the scary. Piano, yeah. the, the piano is, there. there is a thing revealed later, but there's no need for the piano to be up in the attic. <laughs> well, you know, to be fair, there's, there's so many things that don't need to happen. Uh, also, by the way, this is like our seventh family that moved. Man, boy, yes. oh boy, I'm so glad I never moved as a child because I would have been terrified because apparently moving leads to monsters. But yes, uh, the Jerry wants an interest in taking up piano lessons, I guess, pretty much immediately. I mean, like, yeah, he hears music playing in it later at night. He's like, I don't know who did that or whatever. But like, and he, and he goes down and he sees... Uh, our first scary thing of it goes down at night and and sees a ghost woman playing the piano and her face is all gone. And she screams at him and then like she's like, "Don't go there" or whatever. Well, that's the be- that's probably the best part of this book is that he keeps hearing this creepy piano music at night. They never tell you what kind of piano music. They just say it's piano music. Um, and he goes to investigate and he comes downstairs and he sees a girl playing the piano and she turns around and then she's like, "Don't go." to the school for music <laughs> and then her face starts to fall apart and her skull is revealed in perhaps maybe the spookiest uh ghost interaction in a goosebumps book yet. i could go, like, with, I could go with that I, I thought that was a, a, a an actually a a pretty good chapter of goosebumps no and I, i'll agree with that and i will say this though uh in terms of a vague ghost warnings which is a, a standard horror device Yes. There is nothing vague or mysterious of don't go to the school. Like, a good counterpoint, uh, the wonderful uh, Crimson Peak that you and I are fans of by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, I love it. Yeah, the, the titular line is beware of Crimson Peak that comes from the ghost. You don't know what that means until later in the movie. So it's creepy when you hear it because it's vague. The yeah, vagueness. well, like the place isn't even called Crimson Peak. That's just a nickname for it. It's a nickname right? for like it's a nickname, it's a nickname yeah. for a uh, red clay bubbling up from the you know from the ground, and it and becomes Crimson Peak. Crimson, Crimson the Peak. place is not called Crimson no. Peak. This would be like the the cryptic version or the bad cryptic version of Crimson Peak uh, would be the ghost going, "Don't go with Loki." He kills women and lives off of their money, and then the ghost would disappear, and then they'd be like, "Oh, okay." 
I just won't do that when that happens. Yeah. But like, like, but this kid's like, I don't know what that means. You know, it's weird that the ghost says, don't go to the school. I wonder if the next thing I should do is tell my parents I want to take piano lessons. Well, well, I believe they set him up for piano lessons before the ghost encounter. I guess that's true. But still, as soon as you hear that message, you're like, no. Like, and, and this is the main problem with most of the story is that obviously this piano lesson school is going to be creepy. You could stop at any time. Yeah, like, like you don't have like to go. You like don't. your parents could say, "Hey, go to the school," and be like, "Okay," and then you can go to like Seven Eleven and like get some candy and <laughs> hang out somewhere. Like you don't have to go to the school. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I was thinking about like logically, just oh, just enroll for another school. But yes, also just don't go in the building. Like immediately though, <laughs> immediately <laughs> with with the school. Actually, I believe he gets a lesson at home first. He gets like a a trial lesson where he's like, "Okay, this is how you play this piano." And there's a chapter that ends with uh, our 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 spooky character, Doctor Shriek, um, oh, who is who who is his instructor. Um, he has him playing scales, and he's like, "Faster." faster and then like he stands up and he's like faster faster and he like wants him to play faster and faster he's like oh my god i'm fucking playing the piano why is this is so crazy and then the chapter just ends and that's never addressed again and uh, and first who knew that uh a number one skill of piano playing was your speed and not your accuracy or your rhythm who knew that it was just uh, a bad version of an arcade game where you have to mash the buttons as fast as you can yeah uh i i will point out too dr shriek one of my favorite characters so far in the TV show episodes and that I don't think they depicted him as as well. They just said that he was a Santa Claus looking old man in the TV show. They went with a vision of him. That's essentially like acid Santa Claus. Like it's all sorts of <laughs> he's, just weird colors. He, he's like a beatnik. He's like a beatnik. He has like a beatnik cap. But then, like, an old, like, leathery 70s orange jacket with, like, clashing colors and a crazy mustache. He looks like a, a sex offender. He's real, he's, uh, he's real he, gross. And, and, and that's who they leave their child with. <laughs> right? I don't even know if they, like, do they meet him at all? Or do they just, they, like... I believe so. I believe he does come to the home. Okay, because yes. in, in, the, in the show version, which is a little bit different... They just pull up to the school that is clearly just a warehouse that they put a sign on the outside of. And it's funny because you don't know if that's the detail of the show or the lack of budget of the production designer. Like, it's uh, it's clearly not a school. Yeah, it's not a school. It's like an old factory. But I guess that's kind of compensated for later, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's so funny because when he go, goes like, into the school, good. he meets one doctor or Mr. Toggle. Mr. Toggle, Mr. Right? Toggle. And Mr. Toggle is, uh, well, <laughs> I guess we're introduced to Mr. Toggle's work first by the insane level of security that this piano school has. Well, yeah, this piano school is really weird. It's essentially, I guess it's foreshadowing, but it, until you realize it's foreshadowing, it just seems random. Because it's yeah. piano school slash warehouse slash like maximum security prison with like cameras and automated entryway systems. Uh and a patrol death robot. Well, a, a, a seemingly killer robot coming <laughs> toward our hero with a broom um, who has a head and arms. Right. And uh, why? Yeah, like we have the real one. Like you have a Roomba. We've we've all seen a Roomba. That's what a real robot vacuum looks like. Yeah. Um, why put eyes? Why on would it? you make a a human <laughs> with arms that sweeps a broom? Like, there's better ways you can do Look, that. You don't need to make a human being because it's a robot. Like, it doesn't need to. Oh, totally. Have like, a head at well, all? It, like, it's, it's it's essentially just Johnny Five with a vacuum in the front of it. You don't need any of the rest of Johnny Five from Short Circuit. You don't need that body at all. Actually, in fact, it probably makes it harder. If we don't know anything about a Roomba. Uh, you want a low clearance so you can get underneath the hard-to-reach places. Yes. This is a bad so, robot. So this, this robot, it, it can't even see where some of the dust is. No, God. Oh, my God. And it, and it comes at young Jeremy, or young... It comes at young Jerry in the hallway and freaks him out. Oh, no, there's a, there's a robot in our piano school. Turns out it's just Mr. Toggle's vacuum robot. Like, yeah, we're, 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 uh, as Dr. Shriek uh, explains to us, he says... Uh, uh, Mr. Toggle made that. He's a mechanical genius. 
<laughs> who why works is he at the, the piano school. <laughs> and it's not even played as like a mysterious thing. It's just like, oh, yeah, no, all janitors and maintenance men also just invent robots. Uh, well, it would make sense if he was like, oh, well, he's our piano repairman, and yeah. he also tunes all the pianos, and he's incredible. He's so good at doing this stuff, and he's very good with his hands. You could play that in, and oh, yeah. then you could be like, he's so good at his hands that look at some of the other creations he's created. Like, that connection is never made. They're just like, oh, he's a mechanical genius. He works here at the piano school <laughs> where he doesn't teach pianos. He builds robots and cameras. And he doesn't work on, on and pianos. And here's the number one, actually scary thing in this book uh and it, and it's kind of a foreshadowing of what happens is mr shriek sorry dr shriek i should respect his doctorate yes, uh, yes. is obsessed with jerry's hands uh like constantly what during the lessons like grabbing them and talking about how like great they are i believe the i, I feel like the word soft is in there uh like like you feel weird. It feels very bad for poor Jerry. Like something bad's going to happen, including a hand job. Like it's just not yeah, good. Yeah, like the way he talks about his hands is inappropriate. And like I'm, there's a couple times in the book where you're just like, <laughs> okay, all right. Like and, this is a kid's book, and this is like an old man grabbing some yeah, poor boy's not, body. Yeah, not to ruin it by being an adult and knowing to reality, but like I get even for a kid's book, it just feels. Like, you should stay away from the old man wanting to touch a boy's body a lot. It's it's kind of weird. Maybe he should go to 7-Eleven. Maybe next he week. should go to 7-Eleven. Well, and maybe we should just explain because it's mostly this entire book is uh, the Jerry coming home, telling his parents he didn't like it or Dr. Streak was weird. Then another encounter of the ghost telling a vague warning of, don't go there, don't do it. Until you eventually find out the reveal of the school, right? Yeah. Do you want to do you want to explain what it is? Yeah, let's just cut to it, man. Because like, there's, there's so much to talk about with it. While while I while I will say that this book is well paced in terms of like setting up, paying off, like chapter to chapter, it does a pretty good job. Not a lot happens in this book. No, really, no. He, Jer- Jerry finds a piano. He starts taking piano lessons. He goes to a music school where he meets a robot and. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Toggle and uh, uh, Mr. Toggle is actually super nice guy to Jerry. He like yeah. helps him out. He's like, "Hey man, yeah, I can just I can help you out. Like you could you could see my my all my inventions and like maybe you'll learn something from them. Who knows? I'm just like a cool chill guy." And then we get to the end where Doctor Shriek, uh, he's he's been bothered. Jerry has been bothered by him, and he's like, "Hey, look." <laughs> I don't want to go back to the school. And his parents are like, okay, you don't have to go. And then he's like, yes. And then he's like, and then they say, you just have to go Friday because you can't quit something. You have to go in person and you have to say that you don't want to do it anymore. Again, just so, say, fine, we'll go to another lesson. Somewhere other teacher. There's other teachers in town. There this are, is where you go to 7-Eleven. Is where you go to 7-Eleven. And then you come home and you tell your parents that you you quit. <laughs> Because He's not just, showing up is also quitting sometimes. Uh, oh, yeah. And also, again, I there's so many people that can teach you piano. If you really felt like, I'm just trying to think of an example. If they had been like, hey, Jerry, uh, you have to go to the lesson and you need to prove to us that you know that Moonlight Sonata by next Friday or you're grounded forever or whatever. Sure. Just say I'm going to go to another teacher. There are 5,000 people in every town who will teach you piano. There's 5,000 yeah, old are, men. There are, there are at least... There are at least 50 old people within <laughs> your neighborhood who are dying to teach you piano for a paltry sum. The government has a, a watch website where you can see everyone who's registered as a piano teacher uh, and you can see where they live, how close to your house and your children. It's very. Mr. Toggle invented that. Mr. Technology. Toggle invented it because the, the big reveal is Mr. Toggle has a very strange connection to Dr. Shriek, doesn't he? Well, here's how it's all revealed and played out <laughs> it's so crazy jerry aka jerome mm-hmm. mr jerome uh, shows up to tell dr shriek that he doesn't want to do music like a real man a real adult thing like a, to do like a real adult so he does that one thing leads to another and he enters an auditorium <laughs> where there are just dozens of pianos and dozens of Dr. Shrieks standing next to the pianos while actual human hands floating, much like the cover, play play the piano 
um, all together. No, that, so there's just this crazy. entire room of pianos being played by floating hands. Right, and here's the thing to clarify. There's only one Dr. Shriek, right? Like, they're all hands, but they're just like the thing from Adam's family, right? Like, it's just kind of essentially, that's how I pictured it. Yeah, but, there, but in the book, it specifically says that each piano and hands has its own Dr. Shriek Whoa, standing next really? to the piano. Oh, my piano. God. What? Yeah. So, so not only did whoever did this, which oh. we'll, we will reveal very shortly, well, no, and I'm just, sure you, you can figure it you out. Can just, you can just, whoever did this had to wrangle all these pianos uh, right, and then build a bunch of Dr. Shrieks. For each of the pianos that, that he that, had, I missed that detail. That doesn't even make any sense. So, so Mr. Toggle, you find out, is built built these robots. Doctor Shriek is a robot. It's really strange, right? Because it's like Doctor Shriek chases Jerry into the room. And he's like, "Don't go in there. You gotta give me your hands." And then Mr. Toggle comes over. And is like, "Oh, don't worry. These are just my floating hands." Uh, I'll stop this robot. He was just malfunctioning, but also give me your hands. Like, well, so well, why yeah, stop well, him? Why stop Dr. Shriek? Like, just let well, him do that, it. Yeah, so that's the thing. So uh, Jerry freaks out and he wants to run away. Dr. Shriek tackles him and, and, and grabs his ankles. <laughs> and Mr. Toggle rescues Jerry. But why? Only to reveal that he built all the Dr. Shrieks and severed all the hands from children in the area and he's going to do the same to Jerry. So why save Jerry? I don't, I don't it doesn't, but like he's going to, I, so the, so the idea is, is that he has robot piano teachers, right? To, to teach, it's never even really said, but essentially to teach people piano who have good hands. And this is the coolest idea, I think, in the book by far, is that to him, uh, hands are too hard to build for robots. Like they're too fine and 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 complex, and that's very interesting. So but he building needs, a whole, but building a whole doctor to build a brain is easier, apparently. Well, to build a whole robot, a whole Doctor Shriek that adults and kids alike believe to be an actual human being is 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 not so hard. That's the, that's easy Mr. compared Toggle, to hands. His genius. The limit of his genius is hands. So he can't do it. So he's so he's gonna cut off not just kids. It seems like people. It's hard to say. Like it's just people's good people's hands, which is why Doctor Shriek was obsessed with him. And he kept talking about how like, oh, my hands are old and fidgety and whatever. But like, did Doctor Shriek have human hands? Like, does he swap them out, or did he only ever have bad robot hands? And was just trying to get other hands. You know what I mean? There's a lot of hands. Yeah, like did 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 this scheme start with like one piano, one <laughs> kid, and Mister Toggle, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, you just gotta play this piano, a chop, <laughs> and, he, and he cuts off his hands, and then he's like, now I can finish my robot, well, my my instructor, my piano instructor. So he builds his piano instructor, and he goes out, and he's like, children, come and learn the piano. Look at this Doctor Shriek, this acid Mario, you can come talk to. Come on in. Come on in, come on in, and then and then it's revealed that ha, I am a robot. <laughs> now we got hands to play the piano, and we got a guy with hands who can who can teach the piano and tell him what to do. Dom, Dom, oh my God, that isn't enough. I need Dom, like seventy more of this. <laughs> for centuries, philosophers have have argued the great question: What came first, the Doctor Shriek or the child's hands, or the or the ghost hands? Oh, the ghost hands, because so like. He says the hands, he needs real hands to play piano, right? But, like, they're just playing the same song, and I just don't know what his game plan is. Like, Yeah, like, what what, what, what does he gain if from he, that? If, if it had been, like, oh, I sell these as player pianos and I hide the hands inside or something, I could maybe go, okay. But you're clearly not selling these fucking robot floating hands to people, Right? Like yeah, like what 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 comes of all of this? Does he, of all this of all this you've orchestrated and and under <laughs> what finances I don't know because yeah. that's never revealed. Well, I guess kids are free. Well, oh, see, I guess I guess parents pay. Parents yeah, I guess paying, parents pay for the lessons. But like they never talk about like where are all the dead kids? Like where are cuz I don't remember this is covered in the book in the TV show, you find out that the old lady ghost that's in his house 
is one of is an old lady in the in the in the show. I think it's a girl in the book, right? Yeah, it's a girl. Is that she was one of the people who got killed by Toggle, and her hands are now there in the school. Yes. Again, at this point, she made it pretty clear. Don't go to the school. She might as well just said your hands are going to get cut off. But like, what's the model? Is it just a perpetual cycle of hands for teachers to teach new kids, and then just it's like an Ouroboros eating its head hand all the time? Like, let's say if if Jerry had run out the other side of the building, and there was a big neon sign that said uh, "Chopped off kid hands are us," and you just saw humans like buying them. I'd get it. Yeah, that would make sense. Like, you just say, like, oh, look at these fantastical robot hands. They play the piano for us. I'd totally get it. Even though it's crazy and nut bar, I would totally buy it. There's no There is plan. no reason for any of this to be happening. <laughs> just like no there is reason. no reason for the piano to be up in the attic. And Exactly. It's the same level of ridiculousness. Uh, I will say the TV show helps a little bit on the logic of it in that uh, so old lady ghost, uh, right when it looks like Jerry's going to get his hands cut off and I think it's going to go on Dr. Shriek. So again, like I think the robot teachers need human hands again. Uh, like the ghost shows up. It's so now you have a ghost fighting a robot. Uh, the ghost shows up and like destroys Dr. Shriek and then moves on to toggle. And you see toggle is horrified. And the old lady goes like, I was your teacher. I was your piano teacher toggle. And you were never good enough to learn piano. So you killed me and made my hands play it as some sort of like way to validate my need for you to play piano better. Yeah, but like also but you killed her. So don't worry about it. What is the logic of like <laughs> you never wanted to play the piano? You never wanted to work on that, but you wanted to work on researching all these robotics <laughs> and like all this technology to build robots and like chop off hands and make them float over pianos. Like, what? There's a lot of what? wasted potential. Like, he could work for Apple easily. Yeah, very easily. Oh. And uh, with his, he's even got his like Waz. He built a Waz, uh, <laughs> Doctor Shriek over there. But he anyway, built a Steve he, uh, Wozniak. That is a Steve Woz. Wait, is Steve Wozniak a robot? Could be, man. Oh I mean, he's God. still he's still he's still around, man. Does Kathy Griffin know? Because she dated Steve Wozniak for decades. Like, wait, Kathy Griffin? Oh, dude, it's the weirdest relationship. Kathy Griffin and Steve Wozniak were a couple for a long, long time. Really? It's real weird, right? Like, it weirdly very makes interesting. sense. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, just picks. You suddenly want to be in their house. You suddenly want to be in their house and watch all of their dinners. Yes, all uh, uh, two of them. Just two. Just two. I just need two. Just two bags. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I. Uh, I, I think this is a good example of the TV show reading the source material and going, well, that makes no fucking sense. We got to gotta fucking have a reason for all this shit um, because the books are like they kind of feel like a, a first draft, as we've said before. So that that's even more evidence of that. But the book ends in an interesting way. Oh, and that dude, is this ending. I don't the hands in the book, the hands uh, somehow. Uh, they they realized Mr. Toggle is in the room. <laughs> like he's so never they, gone in there, I guess. They, so they yeah. So they stop. So they stop playing the piano and they attack Mr. Toggle and they lift him up and they carry him off into the woods. And I believe Jerry says, "I knew right then and there that I would never see Mr. Toggle <laughs> ever <laughs> like, again, or that no one would see Mr. Okay. Toggle ever again." Which means that the hands killed him in some fashion. Yeah. What did they do? I mean, like their hands. So they either punched him to death. Like just based off no momentum, they hand jobbed him to death. Uh, I think I think one of them like Kano like grabbed his heart and ripped it out. <laughs> they Kali mod him yeah. from Indiana Jones. Yeah, I would be okay with that. Like that is crazy. Uh, probably crazier than the TV show and slightly different on that. The ghost like just swarms at Toggle and Jerry runs out as his parents pick him up and see ghosts. Like, that's something that's never happened in Goosebumps, I think, so far, other than unless the parents are monsters or whatever. They pull up. Jerry runs out of the building as, like, papers fly after him. The kids' are, parents are like, what's going on there, Jerry? And then the ghost lady just, like, swarms out of them. They all scream and drive away. Cut to, you know, months later or whatever. Uh, Jerry's playing, like, baseball with his friend who didn't matter in the story. And going, oh, yeah, by the way, my parents are in, in therapy, but they're doing okay. Like... The parents are completely ruined 
and the yeah, kids the, pa- the parents had to go to therapy like fucking a cold veins uh, <laughs> uh jerry the uh piano player and baseball player he, he can handle it oh. man. he's seen some fucking ghosts before yeah and it all leads into is uh, I, I i hate it so much was the ending of like they're playing baseball and and he he grabs a catch and he's like yeah i do have pretty good hands like he might as well just looked at the camera of the book well, I, that's that's how the book ends. It it ends with, uh, oh, you know, I'm I'm thinking about trying baseball. Everybody says I got great hands. No, did it? No, what? Like, why is he making a joke about his trauma? I don't understand why he's so cool with it. Cause man, that's just life. You got to keep rolling, or else you get rolled over. Meanwhile, his parents are going through like shock therapy somewhere, and he's just like, I'm just having fun. Shock therapy. <laughs> you know, shock therapy. That terrible. If you need evidence thing. that. The olden times were bad. <laughs> Let's just electrocute them until they're good again. Well, you know, uh, if we just burn through enough of your brain cells, it'll just, you'll probably be okay. Yeah, we'll probably get the demons out that way. Oh my God, I'm so glad. I'm so glad we don't live in the area where it's like, oh, hey, uh, you got um, like a weird like heartburn, um, chest pains. We probably should put some rocks on you. We should probably put some rocks oh. on your back, like your back and your chest. Okay. And see if that squeezes out the bad de- devils in you. Well, you know, we live in our own time, right? We, <laughs> we live in do. our own time of uh, interesting uh, remedies and, uh, and and ways things are handled, right? This we have, is true. Uh, have you ever seen somebody do that, like, they go and do that spoon thing? I'm sorry, the spoon thing? Yeah, it's like uh, some, I think it might be Chinese. I'm, I'm not sure the, uh, the country uh, it descends from, but... It is a a therapy where you're, I believe, a, they drag a spoon over your skin, what? and uh, that's supposed to heal you. But like people will post photos of their like back, and it's just like all red, like a real gross red that like does not look healthy. Are they like digging the spoons my... in? Yeah, what's that? Are they like digging the spoons like into you as they drag them? Yeah, or they're what? dragging a spoon on uh, uh, on your back, Ugh. I believe. Yeah, and 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 it's just like this these like awful photos that people post and they're like just got my therapy session and and it's like your back looks horrible like it looks like you you just went through some horrible irritation uh you you maybe need some cream for your back but that's the time we live in we live in it's 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 horrifying to see people who have this done because their back is horribly irritated it looks i'm scared it's 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 frightening to see these. All right, I'm There's also that, that another thing called cupping, which I wouldn't recommend Google searching because the results are horrifying. Okay, well now I have to. Uh, Dom, send me a link. Uh, just Google search cupping. Oh, just really? go ahead That's and Google be the top thing. Cupping. There's no gonna be other alternative it's, like cupping. If you, t- called... you go to cupping and go to results, and you're gonna see it. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Google uh, cupping. One second. Let's see what the internet's got for me. These are ancient I'm real, remedies. I'm real scared. I'm real scared. Oh, there's cupping alternatives all over Los Angeles. Um, oh, of course. Well, like this oh, is no! this is kind of. Oh no! Yeah. yeah. It's, oh god! What? Why? No! Why? Ugh. Yeah. So that's that. This is kind of like these are ancient remedies. So they've been around a long time, but they're like what? kind of like uh, have a new age feel to them now. They're kind of like uh, oh, if you're having pain, you should try these things. This like looks like a torture device. Yeah, it's it, they're kind of hot again, and they're this is the time we live in. You know, it's 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 horrifying to look oh, at. Oh, okay. So to describe it to you, it's taking a glass cup jar or plastic or whatever, and placing it on the skin so that suction is created using heat. So it's pulling your skin and muscle up into the cups. But like a lot of it, like your skin looks like it'll never recover. I'm sure it comes yeah, down. Like, do you remember those little, um, those little plastic things that you got? It was like a cup and you flipped it inside out and then you put it on a table and it would shoot up in the air. Yes, it's that. Those yeah, so it's kind of like that. Like people would put that on their skin and then they would have like a big hickey. Like people get this done and their back is like a pattern of bulging hickeys oh god and like sometimes really big. they're bleeding <laughs> like a, a, some of these cups like somebody shows the cups filled with blood filled yeah, with it's, blood they're, they're, it's disgusting um but yeah people be like yeah just got this done you guys and it's like no e- even if 
so let's let's say let's say we're gonna not judge it, even though we are, because it's ridiculous. Uh, let's say that even if this worked, still not worth it. Still, still, still not, not worth, it. worth it. It's like destroying yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've never had any uh, issues with pain, so I haven't had to explore different options. And maybe these things do work for some people. But there is no evidence scientifically that says that these things work. But that's the time we live in. Wow. That, I mean, and, and what's interesting about it is that they've kind of stood the test of time. These are ancient remedies. Yeah, and they and it looks horrendous. If yeah, it, no, that's the that's the worst part about it is that it's horrifying. It looks like that is makeup for a horror movie. It, the thing is, it's funny is if the the suction level is so big, it looks like it's giving your entire back tiny dicks. <laughs> You're giving your entire, which is something I've seen on DeviantArt before. I didn't want to say it, but this is like tiny <laughs> DeviantArt porcupine dicks all over your back. I uh, think I've seen Spider, Pink Spider Girl. Pink like, Spider uh, Girl. Some, fa- some fan art, some like Rule 34. Oh my God. I can totally see Pink Spider Girl doing this and the Joker just like sucking on all of them. Oh my. Oh no. You painted a terrible, <laughs> terrible image in my mind. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Guys, here's the thing like. Uh, acupuncture aesthetically pleasing at least even though it looks really painful i've never done it like at least there's something you could go like oh yeah there's like tiny little pins sticking out of you it looks like you're something beautiful this is uh like if they in a, in a thing in the cell like in the movie the cell if they dived into vincent d'onofrio's brain and there was a version of vincent d'onofrio covered in glass cups like this with like the warts and like skin legions all over his body oh oh my god yes i'd go this makes sense I think these things are a mind over matter thing, including acupuncture, is that it's like, hey, this is going to heal you. And then people, you didn't just send me a cupping photo, did you? I sent you the cupping photo to rule all cupping photos. No, I'm not going to look at that. It makes me sick. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, We're recording this remotely, guys. That revealed that. But um, I think it's a mind over matter thing where people are like, I'm going to do this thing to you and it will heal you. And they go, okay. And then the mind's like, I am healed. Just like the mind will go, there is a ghost in my house. <laughs> you know, like it's it's just a, I think that's the way it is. And sure, you may be offended by the way I'm talking about these things. But guess what, guys? That's just what I've decided. Well, Dom, I'll, my, I'll be my honest. My brain came to that conclusion. Mind over honest. matter. I'm rationalizing to believe the world I live in. I'll be honest, Dom. I kind of want to go have this done. I think just, I think it'll just feel real good, and then I'm gonna send you photos of all of my little porcupine dicks all over my back. Oh no! <laughs> let's not let's not go down that horrible, dark Guillermo del Toro cave. This could totally be it. Um, I think that's enough for this story of panelists can be murdered. Uh, what other final thoughts do we have of this story? That's it's like okay. It's kind of the cra- it might be the craziest one in terms of a twist ending just cuz it makes no sense even from like a spooky monster story kind of plot. Yeah, so it's so it's a ghost story and then it's a robot story? Yeah, that's the thing like but never a ghost robot. Which no, is the best time. Ghost of- ghosts fighting the maker of robots. Yeah. And ghosts ghosts being ruled by robots, which I don't know how that works. I I I guess the hands like, here's the thing, like, the hands, if they had had robots attached to them, i go, oh, sure, there's, like, an AI controlling them. The hands were just hands. Like, there was no CPU, it seemed like, attached to them. There was no uh, program. So were they always, like, ghost hands? And if so, that means he's not an inventor. You know, he made a robot man. It seems like he just attached undead hands to people's bodies. Yeah. Wow. I You know, this is a weird book. Um, it's got a lot of weird turns. As I said, it is probably one of the better paced books sure. in terms of writing, but, um, there's kind of no reason for any of it to be happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it gets, to be fair, uh, it gets to a ghost coming out and scaring the boy within like one or two chapters, which is great. That was so nice. But it also, the ghost isn't even like really important to the story as much as creepy old man who wants your hands. Yeah. And even he's not really that important because Mr. Toggle is the mastermind. There's a lot of ideas in this. There's yeah. a lot of ideas in this. Um, Mr. Toggle was killed in the woods by hands. Dom, what can we what can we learn from this? Um, we learn that uh, <laughs> if you ever have to be an adult and uh, tell someone that you don't want to 
uh, be involved with them anymore, the better way to do it is just to not show up at all and just ghost them. <laughs> hey, that's actually pretty solid. You could just leave any any relationship you don't like. Just get out of there. You never know when you're going to break up with somebody and then they're like, what? No, you have beautiful hands. And then their inventor comes out of the closet and they're like, I'll save you, but really I'm going to kill you. And just leave. I know you said you might have like been like, well, I made a promise to be there for that party. You can just leave. You can just fucking leave. You can get out of there, even if he doesn't want your hands. I'm going to tell you the real talk. The thing that's changed my life, and Tom, you've heard this before, from the words of Paul of Tompkins, I'm going to change someone's life who listens to this. You can leave the party whenever you want. You can. I know you're probably like, oh, I'm in college, and I, I everyone's going to be here till four, so I got to stay here till four in the morning. You don't got to. Like, nope. you're done at one. I know you're done at 1 a.m. You've talked to everyone. You can go. You're going to yeah, have such a better time. You can actually leave a half hour, 20 minutes into the party if yeah, you felt like talk it. talk to everyone and, like, do your socializing. It's good to socialize. But then when you're bored, like, get out of there. Just fucking leave. Just look at leave. And like maybe you'll miss out every once in a while. Like, oh yeah, crazy thing happened. You know, so and so like uh ran into a tree. It was nuts. Yeah, you know, if that happens a lot, maybe stick around. But like, get out of there, man. Go do whatever you want to do. Enjoy your time. Yeah, there's like this weird rule that we've set up. It's like, oh, if you're invited to a party, you have to go and stay for at least two hours. No. No. Go if you want to. And then if you're not feeling it, you want to go play. Legend of Zelda, Link Between Worlds <laughs> sure. at your home, like I'm going to do once this podcast is over. Ooh. Just go fucking do it, dude. Go do do it. you. Go do it. And then maybe, you know what? People come over, like tell people you're going to leave the party and go do that. And some nice person's going to be like, hey, that sounds really great. Can I come over and hang out and watch you play that? And then you got a new best friend or a wife or a husband. Yeah. There you go. We just fixed your yeah. life for you. Thank you. We just uh, fixed your life. We just changed your life forever. <laughs> Thank you, piano lessons can be murder. Thank you for teaching us this. We went down some dark holes today, Chad. We, we did with some, some dark, dark holes. Uh, it opened up with probably the scariest thing we've ever seen. And that was pink Spider Woman's hole that her, her baby was in. Yes, that she gave birth to. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, like, what, uh, I know. Who who interacts with those people? Like, you go on a Tinder date with one of those people, and they're like, what do you do? And be like, oh, I make these... <laughs> I'm pink spider girl. No. I make these videos. You definitely like, say accountant. You definitely say accountant and you wait until date 60 before you go, okay, there's something I got to show you. Who, who, who of that group is dropping the artist? Is it Hulk? He's like, oh, I'm an artist. I'm an actor. <laughs> I think, I, I, I think they just have, I think they're honestly sex parties. I think they're like, come on over. We're going to put on these costumes. We're going to record it. Up until someone pulls their junk out, and that's when we stop, and we'll cut the last two minutes off, and then we're going to put it online and make $2,000. They're going to make way more than $2,000. Oh, no. Uh, I was crunching the numbers. I mean, it's obviously way off based on, like, you know, uh, demographics and and who, what countries it worked on. Uh, if they continue to make this content for the next year, they're looking at making a couple million dollars. Yeah, that this channel doesn't have a million subscribers. Like... They're doing better than Game Grumps, <laughs> like technically, in where Game Grumps was when they were growing, right? Uh, yeah. No, this is bigger. This is bigger than whatever your favorite YouTube channel is. This is bigger. This is bigger than PewDiePie. This is bigger. And you know what's bigger than that? Pornography. <laughs> the is pornography why? is the most watched thing on the internet. If you ever go to one of those websites where you're checking out free videos, go ahead and Give a glance to the view count. Just go ahead and try not to drop your jaw. Oh, it's, it's astonishing. It's like, you're like, oh, yeah, I do some pretty good work. You know, I do some YouTube videos. You know, I'm working on some stuff. It gets some good views. Yeah, it's going well. Nope. And then you stop by Pornhub and then you're like, well, whatever traction this is getting, maybe <laughs> I should get involved in I, because clearly this is where you get views. I don't even want to try making anything anymore because clearly... Elsa Spider-Man videos. Like, why those two? Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm kind of surprised it's not Iron Man. Like, in terms of the biggest, like, kids' properties, I think Iron Man would be bigger. But maybe it's just Spider-Man's easier to get. Like, a suit. I'm so confused about all the choices of it. Like, they're both owned by Disney, too, which is interesting. Ugh. I'm yeah, like, it's, it's Disney... It's Marvel, Disney, and then it's DC. I, every once in a while, a DC character just comes in, but the, oh, the DC characters are always bad. 
Yeah. This, you what know if, what, Chad? Maybe we should make a series. Oh, I'm already ahead of this you, out buddy. There. You play Superman. Okay. I'll play Batman. And for some reason, we're always fighting, man. But... <laughs> but we're also married. Baloo from the new Jungle Book <laughs> comes in. What? And he breaks it up. He breaks it up. <laughs> he breaks it up and he always gets us to play a board game, which we partner with Hasbro or Parker Brothers. And we always feature a new board game in our episodes. Wow, I love this a lot. Uh, here's what I'm gonna pitch: we do those videos, very genuine. Uh, once a video, a random flash of the Illuminati pops up. Yeah, okay. A random frame. Does a random frame pops up? Something about communism. Yada yada yada, and it goes back to the thing. We're gonna make millions. Uh, we like should a stop- melting popsicle with the uh, Illuminati. Yes. Logo oh. like. Oh, the opacity brought down to like 20 percent. so like you're you, right there you with definitely me, see it but you don't see it you're right your... there with me buddy yeah we got this. uh we should stop this podcast and start working on it immediately before we go uh can we thank you guys all again for telling others about the show it is a huge thanks uh we see you guys always telling people about it on social media honestly that's the best way to tell it's honestly the best way to help the show uh word of mouth Tell your friends you like it. Get them to listen. If you're checking out the show recently, and just ch- let us know. We'd love to hear new people checking out the show when they do it. Uh, but we see you guys on Twitter. For particularly, I see you guys. Uh, by the way, you can follow us on Twitter at GooseBudsPod. It's a great Twitter account. We're growing in power. Uh, but I see you people like uh, at RoboDuke, uh, at Banjo Story, at the Liz Person, at FA Comics. And by the way, special shout out, Dom. I don't know if you saw this. Special shout out to uh, Kuwabara Anthony, who tweeted at R.L. Stein, have you ever checked out a podcast called Goosebuds Pod? It's pretty great. You might like it. And then the man himself replied, thanks. I'll check it out. Oh, no. R.L. Stein, are you listening to this? R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein, I just got to say, man, I have all your joke books when I was a kid. (laughs) I read them. I loved them. Goosebumps. I think you wrote a couple of them. I don't know, man. We R- figured it out, dude. RL, RL, real talk before you turn this off, because you've listened to this whole thing. You clear, you totally listened through the first 10 minutes of Spider-Man and also video discussion. You totally stuck around through all of it. Big fan of you. Also a big fan of how on Wheel of Fortune, the f- letters and valves they gave you to solve the final puzzle is your name. That always bothered me. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, really? Yeah, RL. It's like RS, like T-L-N-N. I don't know what you did, RL Sign, to get on that, but I'm a big fan of you and Will of Fortune as the letters. I'm a big fan of you. Thanks for listening. Uh, RL, keep it real, baby. Keep it real, baby. Let's let's hang out. Let's talk. Will you be on the show? I swear to God, we love you. Uh, also, other ways to help we, the show. We, I mean, let's be honest. I, that we, it's are we dangerous. Uh, uh, to love them? There have been a couple times when this podcast has pulled his butt cheeks apart and chat all over. <laughs> <Stein>. <laughs> but in some cultures, that's a sign of love. In some. Uh, I'm going to quick say a few more names. I'm going to edit in the end real quick. At Clara Durrell, at Ryan the Wade, at Freddie the Third. Thank you guys so much for for tweeting about the show. Uh, also, if you want to help the show, besides telling friends, uh, please go on iTunes and leave us a review. It helps us uh, move up on the rankings, which helps iTunes recommend us to other people, uh, and you folks find the show. Uh, we have a few current reviews we'd like to read. Uh, this first review, uh, big fan of. Because its title is The Void Reaches for Us All. Five stars by Dooley the Lost. He or she says, One day I was walking down my hallway late at night and I heard a noise. Click, click, click down from the other side of the hall. Forgettable at first, but it got louder with every step I took away from it. Click, click, click. As it grew louder, it became more recognizable. It was my nostalgia growing larger and larger with every step down the hallway. Little did I know, the hallway was not just the typical passageway into my apartment, but the representation of my descent into adulthood. I'm going say that again. But the representation of my descent into adulthood. Nostalgia getting louder and larger with every step. What do I do? What should I do? Then, for out from nowhere, came Dom, Chad, and Paul like a group of kick-ass superheroes. They punched my nostalgia so hard in the face, it exploded into two Curly the Skeletons and four vats of monster blood. Without them, I might still be wandering through the abyss of nostalgia void. Five and a five, slappy heads. Thank you. Very nice. Thank very you, Dooley. Nice. Very, very nice of you. Um... 
I'll read one from Totally Not Worth It, and uh, their title of the review is not totally not worth it. That's just it's, it's actually pretty okay. much worth it. It's actually pretty much worth it because they say a must listen if you love podcasts. I found this podcast just a few months ago, but ever since, I've been absolutely hooked. Dom, Chad, and Paul have a flawless chemistry that makes for banter that is both hilarious and entertaining. This podcast also allows me to revisit my childhood as the guys explore one of the most iconic children's book series of all times. Not to mention, their Stein slams are out of this world. Ten living dolls out of ten. Totally worth a listen. Thank you. That, that was wonderful. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm loving the uh, genuine love that's coming in these comments, as well as the short stories. Big fan of yes. all of that. Uh, if this helps people become uh, a new media sort of writer where you only write uh, two paragraph long iTunes reviews, more power to you, man. That's probably the future, honestly. Uh, honestly i mean pink spider girl pink spider I mean, girl i'm guys if you leave a review regarding <laughs> pink spider girl that is maybe a review of one of those videos we're, we might read it we may have to we read might, it i i cannot tell you how dangerous it is to investigate just search spider-man and elsa and you're gonna find a treasure trove of art you didn't know existed um and that's the real lesson of it uh dom any parting words anything else you want to say before you get out of here Guys, I only drop the truth. I only speak my mind. And, uh, you know, I do what I want to do because I'm a bad boy. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. I'll, I'll speak from my heart as well. Um, RL, I know you're still listening to all of us. I know you listened to the entire episode because you're a true blue fan. I know you don't stop at the, the iTunes reviews. Listen, um, I'm sorry about burning uh, a message in gasoline and lighting it fire on your front yard that said prom question mark and then also uh, be on our podcast. But um, I hope you appreciate my deep 80s movie reference. And uh, maybe we can talk. You can ham on the show and we'll be real cool. And Paul will be back. And you you're probably love Paul. He probably loves Paul. I actually want to talk, real talk. If we're talking to RL right now, he's checking out the latest episode because he's yeah. a hip guy who's on the cutting he's edge. He always goes to the freshest episode. You know he does. RL, I want to talk about your wonderful work on the show, Eureka's Castle. Yes! Oh, my God. Wait, can we have him on the podcast and only talk about that? Yes, I would <laughs> love that. It'll be a special Eureka's Castle special. Uh, you know my favorite Eureka's Castle joke? is I've, I still do it to this day. The joke is essentially uh, Batley and one of the other puppets is like, hey, this is, we only have one of these drinks. Why don't we share the drink? And Batley's like, okay, I'll take half and you take half. And then Batley takes a straw and drinks the whole drink. And the puppet's like, hey. And Batley is like, well, my half was on the bottom. He, 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 he. I still do that to this day. I uh, that's that's a good joke. That's and a good I want to say I want to say from a guy who will regularly uh, use the bathroom and read uh, <laughs> one of Bob Stein jokes books that I have. Jovial Bob Stein. Jovial Bob Stein. Uh, uh, that sounds like one of his jokes. And got, real talk, guys, some of those jokes are pretty good. Guys, c countdown. Uh, uh, what's what's what? This would be like on the campaign trail to RL. This is our new campaign. We're gonna you know get what? RL this on the show. This is our new campaign. This is our new campaign. RL. Let's get you on. We'll talk everything but goosebumps. So everything but goosebumps. Everything. We can talk politics. We can talk Syrian conflict. We can talk about like the population problem. RL, I need to know what you think about the culling. We'll talk about all of these. Countdown to RL. I want to talk about how RL like carved himself a career as a writer, as a comedy writer in mm -hmm. a time where there was no internet and had a full career and then goosebumps happened. God, I love him. God, I love him. He's pretty, he, like, we shit on him because, or the idea of him, the idea that's sold to us of him. But, like, that dude has had a, a crazy, incredible career. Oh, no. Much respect. I want to talk to him. Uh, and we're not just saying because RL's listening to this for sure. Uh, he is sir, for sure listening to this because I know he's on the cutting, cutting edge. edge. You know, he goes to that Goosebuds and he sees, like, the most popular episodes. He's like, nah, nah, nah. I want the freshest taste. And he goes, yeah, I want to hear if they're talking about current events <laughs> or ancient <laughs> remedies. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh boy uh guys thanks again for listening uh leave us comments you can also email us on tw e 
Let me say again. You can also email us at goosebuds at gmail.com. That's not a thing. Let me say it one more time. You can also email us goosebuds at gmails.com. We'll be getting some of your messages and we'll respond shortly. Love you all. Guys, watch out for Pink Spider Girl. Watch out for her. She's she's easy and, and very fertile. And until next time, guys, don't look back because if you do, maybe there's going to be a robot. And then behind that oh. robot, the robot's inventor. So look out, guys. Watch out. Close your closets <laughs> and look under your bed, but don't look behind you because that's when they get you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. See you next Bye-bye. time. Maybe. Next. Uh, <laughs> oh. Bye.